Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same. We just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm and I'm and Today we're going to talk about our first threesome. Dun, dun, dun. So, <laughs> our first threesome was with each other. But, I did have an experience before. It wasn't a full-on threesome, but there were two other girls. There wasn't actually a third other girl. And it was just so random. I went over to this house party. And I didn't know any of these girls, but they were, like, super flirty. And, like, one grabbed me around the arm, and another grabbed me around the arm, and I kissed her neck, and then she kissed my neck, and it just, like, turned into this massive thing really quickly. Well, and how old were you, so people know? I was, like, 17 years old. What so, a flair. <laughs> yeah, but it just came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't know any of these girls, and for some reason they all liked me, and they wanted something to happen. I feel like sometimes you just have those nights where you're just on. Your game is on, and you don't know why, but, like, people just love you, and that was that night for me. And uh, we went back, we did some stuff with our hands, some crazy shit went down, and then one of my good friends got super angry, and you can hear about this entire story in the book if you want it in more detail, but (laughs) my friend got super angry, ran out of the room crying and whatever else because I guess I'd taken one of his girls, I don't know, that's up for debate. But that was my first experience, by myself. But I feel like it gave me more confidence when me and did something in the future. Like having that brief experience, that brief encounter, made me feel good. So I have two other things to add in right here. One is that after I'd had this threesome type experience, I told one of my friends that I'd had it and he was like, what? No way. And he was like the biggest player I know. He had slept with more girls than anyone ever. And he was just like rich and good looking and somewhat famous. His dad was super famous. Anyway, but I told him and he was like, no way. He's like, this happened to you? This is insane. And I thought it was something that everyone did. 
Which leads me to my second point. My second point is that we actually found out the other day that having a threesome is as common as owning a cat. That one in five Americans have a threesome and one in five Americans have a cat. Have had a threesome at some point in their lives. Not saying that one in five people are constantly in the lifestyle, but that for most people it's really not as big of a deal. Yeah. So those are two interesting things. Another note from that book, just while I'm thinking about it, is they talked about how for men... Uh, the first time that they have an experience with another guy, that it tends to be this very kind of dramatic inner turmoil of like, who am I? Am I gay? Am I a man? Like, what do I really want in life? Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And that for women, the first time they have sex with another woman, it's usually not a big deal for them. Like, the book said that... They're not questioning their sexuality. Yeah, that most women wake up in the morning after the first experience and they just want to go get coffee. Like, they don't question who they are, but for men, for some reason, it's like a much... Uh, more dramatic ordeal, which I thought was kind of funny because that's kind of how it felt for me. Like the first time it happened, I wasn't like wondering if I was lesbian. I was just like, oh, that happened and now I want breakfast. <laughs> I haven't had a full-on sexual experience with a man, but the first time I kissed a guy, I didn't have a huge inner debate turmoil about it. I thought it was fine. Like I didn't question my sexuality. But it was a big deal for me to get to that point. It took me a long time to figure out in myself that that was an experience I wanted to have. So now, on to our first reason. Again, if you've read our book, you've heard all of these stories and you get them in much better detail. And we're going to talk more about how we got to this point in our video course and everything like that. So if you're interested in figuring this out and doing this for yourself and doing the back work that's involved in leading up to the point where you and your partner decide that you want to have a threesome, then we can go into further detail then. But we're going to just talk about what happened our first threesome. So I would just like to preface this story by saying that although had had some previous experiences and was feeling somewhat confident in himself, I was somewhat terrified. I had never even kissed a girl before. Um, <laughs> we knew not at all what we were doing. And um, we were in Canada, which means weed was legal and we were very, very stoned, which I would not recommend for your first experience because as everyone knows, when you're high, Things are more confusing already, uh, and at the point that we were at, we couldn't really talk anymore, um, so that led to a lot of weird eye-gazing and, and nudging and, and trying to communicate what the fuck was going on. But I will let start by uh, how we found this unicorn, and uh, yeah, go for it. So we didn't even know that we wanted to have a threesome. We kind of talked about it. I was like, maybe we could have a threesome, but we hadn't decided that it was definitely something we wanted to do. But we knew that if we were going to do it with anyone, we were going to do it with this girl because she was our friend. And we actually heard that she'd had threesomes before in the past, which ended up not being true. <laughs> but that gave us a bunch of confidence knowing that she was someone who was interested in that sort of thing. Well, and we knew that she was in an open relationship. So she was already in that kind of like fluid, more liberal, open type of love triangle, shall we say. I felt like I'd had some good moments with her in the past. I don't know if she would agree, but <laughs> uh, we were at like a music festival and we like locked eyes a little bit and I was like, okay, maybe something could happen, but like we locked eyes and then she kept on like looking over at Julia too. And I was like, for me, that was probably the moment that I was like, holy fuck, maybe this could work if I got Julia into it. And I don't know if she did that on purpose or that was completely just made up in my mind, but that's something that <laughs> gave me the confidence I needed. So we went over to her house and Julia made weed smoothies for us. It was so good, y'all. I, mean, I should fucking make a recipe for whatever the hell I did that night. We bought, like, oh, I think they were, like, cantaloupes or, like, watermelons or something. 
because I'd seen a Pinterest picture of coconut smoothie bowls, right? Where you like make a really pretty smoothie bowl inside a coconut, but because we were in fucking Canada, they didn't have coconuts at this market. So we bought melons instead. And I made this really good smoothie bowl with like fruit and like dates and a lot of weed chocolate. Uh, and I think one problem right off the bat was these were not dosed at all. Like, I don't, I don't know how much was in it other than a lot. Uh, and we, we ate it. <laughs> uh, I just remember at one point we were sitting on the couch watching a movie on our computer with this girl. She was in the middle. I was on the right. She was on the left. And my head was like plastered into the back of the couch. And I like, I thought my head was melding into the couch. Every literally thought he had become part of the couch. He like couldn't move himself. I think I actually might have fallen asleep during the movie at a couple You points. probably did. I was like struggling. I was like, no, 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 you've got a mission. You've got a goal. <laughs> and I like, couldn't even like keep my eyes open. God, I couldn't talk for a long time. I like couldn't remember how to speak. That's the level of, uh, yeah. We but, thought it would help. Yeah, I mean, for the record, it made us a little bit less nervous, I guess. I... Ooh, that night is blurry. So we had different ideas about how this was going to happen. I thought I was going to sit down and like kind of like flirt with her and they were going to kiss and then like I'd just come in on it as well. I thought that was going to be the smoothest way for it to happen. That was a very ignorant thing to think, by the way, that the guy, right, Mr. Ricky here, who's hooked up with many girls in his lifetime and gone all the way with many girls and has spent his entire life learning how to flirt with girls, thinks that I the young, never-even-kissed-a-girl-before girlfriend is gonna make a move? Nah. But he was trying. I wish we could, like, visualize this for you guys, that he kind of was, like, bumping my arm and trying to, like, push my arm <laughs> to, like, touch her leg. And I was, like, fighting him. And she could totally see what was happening, right? Because, like, I don't know. She could just handle herself a lot better on weed at that point than we could, too. So we were, like... Just in life. Yeah, just in life. She's a lot more mellow. Um, yeah, so like kind of grunting kind of like touch her and I'm like no like fuck off like no you touch her and he's like touch her leg I'm like no like I fucking can and she's just sitting there like uh guys and, like, actually did a pretty good job like I, I gotta give her credit like she like put her hand on her knee and like kind of like almost there and I think it's different because if, <laughs> if we were flirting with a like a guy he would have been like yes but since it was a girl it was just our first time we didn't understand now we understand a lot better that like you gotta make a fucking full-on move with a girl it's not like you know, like, something super light, because they're just going to wait and be respectful until that move is made. Like, especially coming from her perspective, she's like, I'm not going to make a move unless I know it's something that you guys have decided on and you guys want. Yeah, she was a very respectful person, and being in an open relationship before, she understood the whole, like, boundaries and communication and not doing anything before there's, like, a loud verbal yes and consent, uh, which wasn't helping us because we were really nervous and didn't know how to ask. So the fact that we were just kind of, like both just like leaning into her and she was like very polite so like everything that we did basically she would match it but then not go more so if I touch her knee she would just touch my knee and if I put my head on her shoulder she'd like rest her head on my head but then nothing more would happen I was like fuck I don't know how to do this yeah. so skipping ahead four years now four and a bit years to where we are at now so different it's still very scary for that first move to be made but it's almost entirely my job like so as an example, the other night, there was a girl that she was like kind of like giving us signs, like she was had a towel on. May or may not have been good. one of the naked models. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> we, we had good vibes, and what happens is that I ask, like, is this okay? Can I make a move? Meaning he texts me, because all three of us are sitting on the bed, and I just get a text on my phone. He's like, should I do it? And Julia was like, no. No, I said, nah. <laughs> I'm like, so nah, bro. Happen. 
But <laughs> even still, if she had said yes, like, it's then my job to make that move. And I don't find that there's any really easy to way to make it happen. I don't feel like there's any easy way to ask for it to happen either. Like, if I have a choice, I'd much rather be verbal. Like, if I'm going to kiss a girl, I'd be like, can I kiss you? That's something I've learned now, and it's, it's scary, but it gives the girl the option to say no, and it gives her the option to ask about a relationship. Like, what sort of relationship do you and Julia have? And kind of, like, understand what's happening before it happens. I think it's a more fair thing to do. But I think that's a really hard thing to do when both the girls are sitting on the bed. It's just, like, an awkward moment where you have to go and initiate that intimate moment. So if had said yes, I have, like... A couple of moves that I do, but for the most part, I would just turn around and just like, she's sitting on the bed, I'd turn around and put my arms on either side of her legs and probably just go in straight for the kiss. <laughs> and then if she, if she pulled out, that'd be okay. I'd be like, all right, that's all good, but at least I made that move. But it's fucking terrifying sometimes to make that move when there hasn't been anything intimate in the past. Yeah, but no one's ever said no. Yeah, like, like, bless his heart is like always making sure that like people are comfortable and that they actually really want it. But truth is, if it's like late at night, and there's a girl who's like come into our room and gotten naked on our bed. She probably already wants it. Um, also, just because I think this is a funny visual for people. I was not feeling it um, for a few different reasons. But basically, my way of signaling to her that this was probably not going to happen was to go and put on my favorite comfy sweater and bring out a box of dumplings. And she was like still kind of naked on the bed and just looked at me. And I was like, here, you want a dumpling? I'm really hungry. I'm kind of going to go to bed soon. She was like, oh. Okay, and I was like, yeah, good night. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have been denied in the past. There was a time when I went and kissed a girl's neck. She was into it, and then she just started laughing. And we were like, fuck, what the fuck do we do? Oh, that, it did end up happening, though, just like a day later. Yeah, but that first night, I We tried. were on a trip with the girls. So it was awkward because we were already, like, sleeping in the same room. And she'd made signs, but just like, she was just nervous, so there was miscommunication, but that ended up getting sorted later down the line. Yeah. And best bet is always to just pull out if it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. If you feel anything awkward, just... Don't wait. pressure anyone. Remember, yeah. if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. It is not your job to convince someone who doesn't want a threesome to have a threesome. That's just creepy. Don't be that person. I've learned not to take it on if a girl doesn't want to have a threesome. I've learned now at this point in my life. 99% of the things could be great with a girl that we're potentially gonna have a threesome with But there only has to be like one thing wrong like I know a lot of times I connect with girls like so well I feel like they're such good friends like some of my best friends before we've even had sex or anything like that I used to be like well This is gonna turn into a threesome But now I realize that just having a great connection is not enough because a lot of times these girls may not be looking for a threesome They might be looking for a rich guy who's gonna pay for their bills and travel them around the world And that's not gonna be me my priority and even with we're equals in this situation it's not like I pay for everything and she just chills we both work towards all of our goals happening and that's what I expect in a relationship so if the girl doesn't want to have a threesome if she really wants something else in her life then it's not really your job to convince her and it's kind of a waste of time I've found to try and convince people that they want something that they don't want if it gets really close to that point I'm like you understand what's gonna happen here you understand that we have threesomes you can obviously feel that we have a great connection if you're willing to have a threesome with us, that's great. But if you're not, then no worries. Like, I'm not going to try and make this happen. I kind of, like, friend zone them, in that sense, until they until they change their mind. And, it, you know, sometimes they do change their mind. Actually, most of the time they do change their mind, but it's yeah. way after we've, like, kind of They've lost the up. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, like, we're in the moment. Things feel great. It's, like, almost there. And then, for whatever reason, they're, like, holding back a little bit. And I'm like, all right, if you're holding back a little bit, like, I don't want anything to do with it then. Like, I'm not here to pressure you. 
But then as soon as we break up with them, not break up, but as soon as we go our separate ways, like they move out of town or whatever else, then they start writing to us and they're like, oh my God, wait, wait, when can I see you again? You know, and I miss like, you guys. I want to come hang out. Yeah. It's really funny for me to watch it go down because a lot of these girls are really pretty. Like these are really hot girls and they could be talented, whatever, athletes or dancers or, you know, they're just used to guys kind of falling all over them and watching their reaction when she's like, oh yeah, you know, like you can join us, but Julie is my priority and I'm not going to chase you. And they're kind of like, wait, wait, what? Like, where, where are you going? Come back. And he's like, no, really? Like, you know, I'm, I'm fine up. either way. And these girls are like, what the fuck? And it takes a minute. And then almost all the time they start writing to me because then they get smart and they realize that like, I'm actually the one that they need to be impressing if they want this to happen. And that's when they're like, oh, I miss you. I want to come visit you and like oh we you guys were so cool i'm like oh you weren't acting like that when uh you thought you could steal my boyfriend but uh yeah they changed their tune pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> it's happened quite a few times now back to yeah, the first threesome that was Sorry. a big tangent let's we get our tangent. okay <laughs> basically we are very stoned we're sitting on her couch we've watched an entire movie it's now like midnight and she has work the next day so she turns to us and goes okay guys well you know thanks for coming over i need to get up for work in the morning so i'm gonna go to bed and me and look at each other and we're like oh fuck we've missed our opportunity so i think he goes let's watch another movie and she's like uh i have to be up at like 6 a.m and we're like no no there's one more movie yes i don't even remember the movie we watched like yeah i, I have I, no fucking clue like we, it was gone though like even though i remember the name of the movie but i don't remember anything that you? happened in the movie yeah what was the name of the movie boy in the world we watched that we actually had to watch it three times because the first two times we were so high that we didn't remember it that's true uh <laughs> Um, going back to that story again, right? So we watched an entire second movie, um, with not much more progress. I think during the second movie is when, like, I ended up touching her knee or something. Um, and the second movie ends, I still have no clue what we watched. And she goes, okay, guys, like, I really need to go to bed. You know, now it's at, like, one or two in the morning. And me and are like, fuck. And she just puts on another, a third movie. I asked a her, I was like, do you want to watch another one? Another movie. She's okay. like, uh... Okay, we watch a third fucking movie, guys. This like is a six full hours, length. Yeah, though. literally, we've been sitting on this couch stone for six hours trying to like make a move on this girl. Um, six hours. That's like a six, fucking half a day. Yeah, think about how <laughs> awkward we were. That that's how long we were just sitting in silence next to this girl, um, who we knew really well. We'd like gone to festivals with her. We'd been hanging out all summer. Like we were good friends. This is something that like should have been easier for us. Basically, third movie finishes. Uh, she gets up, right? It's now like four in the morning, so she has to be up in like two hours. And she goes, okay, guys, that movie was great. You know, you're welcome to sleep on my couch because it's kind of too late and you clearly can't drive home. Um, you know, good night. And we just kind of watch her. She walks away and she like walks down the hallway and goes in her bedroom and just closes the door. And we just look at each other and we're like, fuck. Like, how, what do we do? <laughs> so asked me, she's like, do you want this to happen? And I was like, yeah. She's like, all right, well then text her. So she gives me her phone, and I was like, I don't know what to say. You text her. And so Julia wrote, she's like, do you want to come cuddle? Question mark. Oh, fuck, dude. And then she's like, I'm not going to press send, though, so you got to press send. So she, like, hands me the phone, I press send. Yeah, I took you a fucking minute. He's like, no, you press send. I'm like, no, you fucking press send. She could probably hear us, like, arguing, because we weren't that far from her bed. I'm like, you, you fucking write to her. Um, so she writes back, and she's like, I was trying to think of something clever to say, but no dice. And we Googled the meaning of no dice, and it means a rejection. 
And I was like, or like yeah, we were huh? so confused. We're trying to Google what she I was, was like, saying. Right, should we just leave then? Like, this is kind of awkward if we go to sleep on our couch. I don't know. I don't even know if we had our car then. We're like, let's just walk home. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> we're like, this is fucked. We're like four in the morning. <laughs> Biggest fail ever. We're just like sitting there staring at each other. Then we hear her door open and she, she pokes comes, her head around the corner. Just comes like skipping down the hallway. Just comes and sits back on the couch. Just looks at us really expectantly. And we were like, oh shit. No, it was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, kind of perked up. He's like, oh, she came back. And I was like, oh fuck. We got to actually do something. So like rolls into me. She was sitting on the couch and she like rolls into a lay on the couch into my lap. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, trying to lean as far away from this girl as possible because... Again, Ricky and I should have had this whole conversation about like what our expectations were of each other, right? But I was still hoping that I would just, I don't know, grow balls and suddenly make a move on this girl. And I was trying to like get out of the way so that could make the first move, but I was still physically in between the two of them. So at one point literally had like both of his hands on my back I and he was, he was trying to like push me into this girl <laughs> and she was just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like trying to fight it really hard. Um, <laughs> And then I think eventually, yeah, like, me and her just kind of kissed, and then that was enough of a go-ahead for her. Like, she realized, like, okay, this is actually happening, and then she, like, relaxed. I mean, she was always relaxed, but then she helped us out a bit. Well, yeah, I just, I came into it then. I, like, didn't want to make that first move, which now I've realized that's okay, as long as I talk at first, but... Yeah. Oh my god, that was so I, I really wanted to make the first move, so I was like, it's not just me who wants this. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then after that, it was, it was good, but we didn't actually have sex that night. We, uh... Well, we did, but... Yeah, me and had sex, but she was just there, and she was, like, touching us and, like, giving us pets, and, like, in it, I was maybe touching her body a little bit, but, like... Yeah, honestly, that was probably the best-case scenario, and I think after the fact, um, I mean, we ended up sleeping with her for, like, months, and, like, multiple years we would go back and visit her, so obviously things went well, and, and she's a very dear friend of ours, uh, but that first night, I think she could tell that, like, we didn't really know what we were doing and that we were both kind of nervous and she wanted to make sure that all of our boundaries felt respected. So she was just kind of there. Um, and it was a really nice stepping stone for us. And it's why I recommend to a lot of couples that maybe you don't go like straight into the deep end of threesomes right off the bat because there is a lot of uh, stepping stones in between them, right? Like I actually think her underwear stayed on the whole time, you know, but like I touched someone's boobs for the first time and I was like, whoa, boobs are soft, you know, like, and she kissed and I could kind of see that and be like, okay, like, this feels fine. Like, I think that was way healthier than if things had just gone full out. Um, I mean, and the other thing is, right, she had roommates. So there were, like, three other girls asleep in the house as we, like, had sex on this couch. Um, it was actually, like, a pull-out bed. But I think they could definitely all hear us because at that point it was, like, 5 in the morning. Um, and then, bless her heart, she slept for, like, half an hour and then got up and had to go to work. And we just, I think we just slept on our couch for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I think we ended up taking a road trip with her, like, later. Yeah. We got a lot better at yeah. what we were doing. It was on that road trip that we had our first full threesome with her. But even getting her to go on that road trip was kind of a challenge. I remember, like, we were like, hey, do you want to come on a road trip? And she's like, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And then it didn't just automatically happen. Just because you make something happen with someone one time doesn't mean it's, like, an automatic yes the next time. The second time we had an experience with her on that road trip, it was a lot easier to initiate. Like, there was no awkwardness. It just happened. Actually, initiated that one. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of uh, weed chocolates involved in the first couple weeks of that relationship, which I think made kind of an easier cushion for me because when you're stoned, everything's just kind of, like, funny and light and happy and, like, you don't stress as much. Um, and 
I don't know, I think that's just the point of our lives that we were at, like in between festivals and just kind of partying around the mountains of Canada. Um, but yeah, the second time that we, <laughs> that we had an interaction with her, it lasted like seven or eight hours. Um, and that's not an exaggeration, because I remember we like kept checking the phone and being like, holy fuck, like it's still going. Um, and like, I don't know, did a marathon and didn't die. Yeah, it was like the, the bed and the shower and the floor and the counter, I don't even know. Um, but we all lived and then we went hiking and jumped off waterfalls and it was lovely. Uh, and then she stayed our friend for a long, long time. So that's her first time. And we've In learned recap. a lot from that point. Like, I just have to say the first one was great, but it's gotten a lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, it's gotten a lot easier. We've gotten a lot better. I know what I want from them now, and I'm a lot more particular about how I want those situations to start and being really clear on communication. But honestly, if I could go back in time and have that first night go differently, I think the only thing I would change is maybe not wasting so much of our time with the movies, but just having maybe make the first move and also just being really clear with her. Like, hey, this is our first time. And then we also would have realized it was her first time too. So we wouldn't have had all this pressure to like live up to what we thought her other threesome was like. Yeah, it's, it's easier if the girls talk as well. This isn't something that like I feel like I could talk about. Like if talks to her about, have you ever had threesomes before? I feel like that's a nice way to figure her out and see if yeah. she would like to do something like that again. Do you like my boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, those are great conversations for the girls to have beforehand. But I feel like the move itself is should generally come from me for the most part. Unless has an amazing connection with the girl. And yeah. like just feels it straight from the get-go. Yeah, actually, I was just talking with uh, someone the other day. I think you listen to the podcast. Yeah, you do. Hey, how you doing? Um, and she was asking me about this situation where her and her husband go into nightclubs. And she was like, who is supposed to approach, you know, a girl and find out if she's interested? And my advice to her was that probably she should first, right? And go and first off, see if this girl is even cool, like if you're interested in her, because maybe she's really hot, but if your husband goes and is flirting with her, and the girl's getting kind of into it, and then finds out that he's married and has a wife, that can really throw her off. Or maybe your husband thinks she's great because she has big tits, but then she's like not a chill person, and you've kind of already entangled yourself in this situation. So I would always recommend that the girl goes and talks first, and you can see if you guys are friends, and if everything's cool, and then you kind of, you know, mention, oh, you know, I'm here with my husband, my boyfriend, whatever, and you see how they react to that. And then if everything seems good, then you bring your male partner over. Um, Cause I feel like a lot of girls too, at least I know for myself, if I'm in a nightclub and for whatever reason, he's not directly beside me. Like if he's gone to the bathroom, which happens a lot, as soon as he's gone, random guys will try and approach me and I shut down so fast. Like I feel so threatened and I do not like being approached by people. And I don't care what they're offering me, if it's money or a free puppy or candy, like I will not even make eye contact with them most of the time. So. I mean, and also I don't have a lot of experiences with guys, so I think I'm particularly touchy that way. But I know that if a couple was hypothetically trying to pick me up, I'd be a lot more responsive to like some pretty girl coming over and being like, hey, I love your dress, where are you from? Getting to know me. And then once she's kind of been socially validated, I'd be a lot more comfortable with her partner approaching me. The best line ever to figure out if she is interested in having a threesome with you guys is to invite her back to your house. Be like, do you want to come stay with us? Do you want to come back with us? Where you make it pretty clear I would try to steer away from like, do you want to come watch a movie with us? Because that can be interpreted in multiple ways. I would try to be fairly clear about like, do you want to come back with us? It kind of states that like, they're going to come back potentially for a sexual purpose. Yeah, do you want to spend the night with us? Not like, oh, do you want to come back and 
drink wine and play cards. Like, don't mislead yourself or them. And if she says, yes, she wants to come back, then you still have to go through that scary moment where you have to make that first move. But at least you know that, uh, at least you know that she might have an idea of what's about to happen. Before we finish this episode, I'd also like to point out that although we were both willing to have this threesome and I was open to the experience, I was definitely going into it because I knew it was something that really wanted to experience in his life. Um, and I get this question a lot from both people in the relationships, uh, but I tend to resonate more with the girls where they are feeling pressured or forced and they're not sure if this is something they should do for their partner, they feel like they're obligated, and that should never be the case. Um, one of the articles I was reading recently about another study on, <laughs> on threesomes, the same one that pointed out that one in five people in America have had a threesome, is that for a lot of partners, I think they said like 30% of people who've had a threesome in their life, they weren't actually interested in the experience, but they did it for their partner as a gift in a kind of act of like sexual altruism, where they didn't have any dislike or distaste of the situation, um, but they were kind of neutral. And they were like, well, you know, like I can do this. It'll make them really happy. For a lot of people, it's kind of a bargaining chip in the relationship, you know, like, well, you know, if I give him a threesome for his birthday, you know, maybe he'll, I don't know, help out with house chores, whatever it is. There can be a lot of different motivations for people to have threesomes, but make sure that you're doing it for a reason that feels, I don't know, pure to you, good to you, not because you're scared or feeling pressured or like your partner's gonna leave you if you don't do it. It should be something that you have a lot of trust uh, going into. So for me, summarizing that episode would be, it's gonna be awkward your first time. Make sure that you <laughs> are gentle with yourself and the other person, especially if it's your third time. Like you don't understand the positions and there's gonna be awkward moments and just make sure that you can laugh it off even in the moment. Like don't be super serious. Uh, protection, take it seriously. I know it's not always easy to make sure like everyone's clean ahead of time and ask for tests, especially if things are spur of the moment or if you're picking someone up from a bar, you can't be like, so by the way, when was your last STD screening? I mean, honestly, I do ask, but I know not everyone's capable of doing that. Um, but condoms, use them, have them, have like 20 more than you think you're gonna need on you at all times. I'm so serious about that. Uh, and then be really nice to your partner afterwards. If your partner has done something for you, give them lots of hugs and snuggles and tell them how pretty they are and how thankful you are and be really fucking nice to them because you might not know how much mental strain it took for them to give you that experience. Uh, and I know for some people, male or female, it can be like kind of traumatic. Even if everything went according to plan, they might not have realized how jealous it might make them or insecure. So just be gentle with your partner. Do you any final thoughts? I do actually. I think it's really important to talk about this stuff with your partner. And I know we say that in every episode, but also receiving information is really important too. And I think it's really important to keep it a casual conversation that you have more often rather than something that there's a lot of weight behind and it like feels scary. Unless when we're watching a movie, I'll be like, would you be interested in doing something with this girl in the movie? Like I know when me and have difficult conversations, we often try to pair it with food. Like if it's something that I feel scared to ask her about, I'll try and get her some food or she'll try and get me <laughs> some food or something so that we feel a little bit better and we're in like a better mind state. You know, we're not sleepy, we're not grumpy. Yeah, don't have these conversations if you're not in an optimal state. Like, I know that does not perform his best if he's hungry or if he's tired, he gets very hangry. So I would, for example, never bring up a really difficult conversation if I know that he's hungry or sleepy. Like, just know these things about your partner. Another thing that I think of all the time is relationships that completely fall apart 
when all that they needed possibly to be saved is a difficult conversation. I know friends where literally if they just had a conversation and realized, oh wait, we both just want to be able to date other people, they could have had a perfect open relationship, right? And you don't have to lose your best friend in all these years that you've built a life together and potentially children and a home and jobs that might be intermingled. Like why should an entire relationship have to fall apart just because someone has maybe sexual needs that don't fit the current container of your relationship? Like to me, that makes no sense. And I get that the conversations are hard. They really, really can be, but is avoiding that conversation like better than just working through it? And you might not forgive your partner straight away. It might take you months or weeks to forgive your partner for that conversation. And that's okay, but like it's really important to have that conversation. And also, in being the one who receives the information, to try to be cool about it. You know, just realize that hearing someone ask you for something or hearing someone talk to you about something is so much better than just having them do it behind your back. So try to be really good at receiving difficult information. Oh my God, I'm thinking of a couple. I've, I've referenced them a couple different times before, but I'm not going to give them names. They're friends of ours where in the beginning of their relationship, I think it was like month one or two, uh, when he realized that he really did like this girl and he thought there was potential, he like took her out to a nice dinner and he was very honest with her, right? Like, hey, I really like you. I think we can build something beautiful together, but I want you to know that I have been really interested in open relationships recently. I think that that's, you know, what's the healthiest for me and I'm wondering if you would be open to, to working through this with me. And she got pissed dude she was so angry she didn't speak to him for like a month she like threw things at him she like called him a bastard like she got really angry um and then of course he like bought a bunch of flowers and they made up and he never ever mentioned it again however separately she would come to me and tell me how you know there were really cute guys at her work that she was flirting with and how she'd always really wanted to have a threesome with a guy and then separately, he would be coming to me and being like, God, like she just never understands, but I really wish we could have threesomes. Like that would just fix all the problems. And I kind of would try and hint to both of them. I'm like, hey, like maybe you guys should talk because clearly you actually both want to be like more open and having threesomes. But because she had reacted so negatively the first time he tried, he was never willing to try again. And to, as far as my knowledge, he never has tried again. And they have some fucking problems in their relationship because they're both not telling the truth. Right? When he confronts her, she says she's not interested in anything else, and vice versa, even though they both are. Um, so it can be really fucking hard, but assuming that whatever your partner's asking for isn't actually dangerous, right? If your partner says, you know, whatever, they're into pedophilia, obviously that's not something that I think you should try and cater to, or if your partner wants to do crack, like, definitely not those things, right? But if they want to maybe be more open, or try more fetish stuff, or they want to watch porn with you, whatever it is, if it's something kind of workable, um, and reasonable, then just be chill because you never know, like, maybe you'll have a need that surfaces later on and you want to make sure that your partner is receptive to that. I don't know. We should make a worksheet for you guys or something, but basically just... The video yeah, the video, <laughs> the video course, I guess. That's, that's all the big worksheets. Basically, yeah, just be as open-minded as possible. Love your partner for who they are actually and be honest so that they can love you for who you actually are um, because I feel like hiding things could get really exhausting. Yeah, don't try to make things perfect all the time. Things don't need to be perfect all the time. If you're having a problem, it's really good, it's healthy to talk about it with your partner and be able to work through things together. So don't feel like you have to act like Instagram all the time. It's not realistic. We have a lot of Instagram moments. I'd say our relationship is mostly like how we portray ourselves on Instagram. It's super happy. That's what it, our real relationship is like. But we definitely are not afraid 
to go into difficult territory together. And that's what makes our relationship good, and that's what makes us different, is that we know we're not going to be separate when it comes to difficult things. Mm-hmm. Unless it's choosing whether we have a couch and a table in our house. We're probably <laughs> definitely having a couch and a table. I'll I, just buy I one one day. Not, I think we're just going to have a okay, table. Okay, you guys will have to hang out and see. Our house, basically, <laughs> it's not that big, and he wants to be able to do more circus, and I want it to be a home first and circus second. We'll see. You guys will follow the adventure and see uh, how soon we get a couch, because we'll realize that he wants one. Okay. All right, peace, guys. You. <laughs>